Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to welcome Teresa Narantic from the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. Teresa has been helping Dennis for as long as she can remember in all areas of management and leadership and helping them increase efficiency and profitability. She is proud of her diverse background, which enables her to relate closely with every member of the dental team. And I first met Teresa at SCN Speaking Consulting Network. I believe that's right. Don't you think, Teresa? I think you're right. And um, we were where we celebrated our birthdays together. And I don't know what it was, but SCN was held over our birthdays for like years. And I think we finally got out of that pattern this year. Right. Yes, that's right. So that was just delightful. So today we are going to talk about not celebrating birthdays, but celebrating a strong team culture. Welcome, Teresa. It's so fun to have you on our podcast today. You know what it is, Jacqueline, because we know each other outside, inside our industry propels us. And and I love the passion that you have for dentistry. And I hope to mirror that in our conversation today. Um, There's so much good that we can do in dentistry from no matter where you are, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's being an e-assist, you know, clinician, whether it is being a consultant, whether it's being a dental assistant, um, we all serve an incredible role in the dental industry. So, and, and you and I just have such a fun time when we're together. So thank you for having me today. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I'm honored to have you. So thank you for taking the time to be here. So I would love to hear about your diverse dental background and how you kind of got into dentistry and the diversity that you have in your, you know, your background. So I'm going to keep this as short as I can, knowing that I started in dentistry in 1980. So you're going to have some listeners today that are going to go, 1980, I wasn't even born then, right? So that's how long I've been around. And I think one of the things that makes my experience and my journey so unique is um, just for an example, when I first started in my first dental office, doctors were not able to even advertise. The only thing that they could do is have a bold listing in the yellow pages. So that takes you way back, right? So um, it, it's it's interesting how our industry has grown and what changes we've made to make it better for the practitioners and to make it better for the patients. So I think along the lines of diversity, I have a, a you know, a... Um, a college education in business and in, in health management. I also have been a dental assistant. I have been an office manager. I managed practices for a single location. This was well before the days of DSO. The doctor that I worked for had four practices um, and I managed all of them. Then I went to work for a national consulting firm. And now I own my own little business here that helps dentists from coast to coast. So I have been in a situation and I think it becomes very relatable. So when I work with dental teams and the, and the dental assistant will look at me and say, well, how do you, how do you know about this? You know, how, how do you don't know how it feels to do, you know, and the same thing with the, you know, treatment coordinators or whatever. So I think the relatability, the actual boots to the ground have helped me to create the environments that we work to create in, in our dental 
offices. So yeah, diversity and being able to relate, being relatable, I think happens well in any industry when you know what they're going through, because then you know the problems and you're more easily able to help them come up, up, up upon their own solutions. So diversity is helpful. That's great. It sounds like you kind of know the good, the bad, and the ugly over all the years. Absolutely, right? Yes. Oh, sure. Well, we're going to talk about the good today. And I, one of the things I know you focus on is, is behavior modification. So mm. how do you go into a practice and help them modify their the behavior that's going on if they don't have a great team culture? So first of all, um, uh, some offices don't know that culture is even a possibility, right? We just hire people that have two arms, two legs, and they do the work. Um, so often when I talk to doctors, I'll say, so what is the vision that you have, doctor, for your business? What is, what is it that you want when a patient leaves? They can say factually, this is what experience I had when I was in the dental office. And a lot of them will scratch their heads and say, I, I don't know, I, we do dentistry. Um, that's not good enough anymore. There's lots, lots of competition out there. And if you want to be at the peak, the summit of your game and provide the experience for your patient, that's going to want them to come back and want them to refer other patients into your practice. You have to have a roadmap. You have to have a direction because as a leader, everybody is going to go where they think they should go. And without leadership, without the direction clearly outlined for them, they're going to do what is in their best understanding of what they think you want to achieve. So behavior modifications being, um, I came from another dental practice three years ago. I'm a dental assistant in your practice. I'm going to do the work that I know to do because I haven't been told differently. So when I go through my day, and let's just talk merely about taking a shower. When I jump into the shower, I do the exact same thing every time. I, you know, I, and I'll go down to the point where I put my left foot into the shower first because I'm going to pull the shower door. So everything we do has a routine and a mechanism. And until we adjust that conscientiously, we make a choice to make it different. I will continue on that same behavior. So we need to abort the behavior that's happening right now and replace it with different behavior. One example might be um, I I'm excusing a patient at the front desk as an administrator, uh, and I would say to the patient, do you want to make your recall appointment? Um, not really something that we want to hear. So if that's what that, pa that person has been doing consecutively, what we do is alter that behavior so that they can understand the whys. An adult wants to know why we're changing something rather than just do it because this is what I'm telling you. So sure. when we say to that, that employee, that team member, how different would it be if we said to that patient that's being excused, doctor's really excited to see you, did a great job on your recare visit today, and he wants to see you back in six months. That would be Tuesday, May 26th. I have two o'clock or four o'clock, which is best for you. So behavior modifications are talking to the team about what they're presently doing, how we can adjust it moderately to get the result that is going to be best for the patient and our practice. Um, and, and it's breaking down what systems might be in place right now and changing those procedures or policies or protocols to be in the best interest of the patient and or the, the practice. And quite incidentally or ironically, if we do what's best for the patient, because we know that coming in every six months to have their teeth cleaned and, and have an exam and x-rays is what's best for that patient, it automatically defaults as what's best for our practice. We don't have to worry about um, is it going to be equitable for the business? It's equitable for the patient and the rest happens. 
So behavior modification happens with leadership, perhaps. Maybe we have a doctor that um, just comes in to do dentistry. They have to know that they have an, a, a responsibility to their team to lead. So sometimes we have to go through a programming with the doctor to talk about, you know, changing his or her behavior moderately so that we can get the results that we really want to have happen in that practice. So um, it, it's about child behavior too, right? If you have a small child sitting at a dinner table and the television is on in the background and we say it's dinner time and the kid keeps getting up and going to the television back and forth and back and forth until we change that behavior and say, this is the last time you're getting down. If you're not going to eat your dinner, I'm going to take it away and you're going to have a tummy uh, that's hungry tonight. So we, through repetition, will make the behaviors happen the way that are going to um, bring about the results that we're looking for. That sounds wonderful. It sounds like you're really good at helping the dentist understand the leadership aspect of it. And then it's got to trickle down from the dentist in order to help the team modify their behavior. Everything starts at the top, right? Yep, it does. Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, we have to, and the problem is that most of us don't have an awareness. So um, I'm aware of my previous behavior and I do it repetitively, but I'm not aware that there's a different way to do it. So when we bring that awareness to the dentist, the owner, and to the team, um, then they have a choice as to whether or not they want to modify their behavior and be more successful. And I have never worked with anybody in the years that I've been in dentistry, and I'm sure you have as well, Jacqueline, that does not want to be successful. They just don't have the tools. Sure. So if we yeah. give them the tools, if we give them e-assist, and, and they um, have everything broken down. They have their eligibility, their benefits, their, everything is inputted into their software and all they have to do is take care of their patients. Don't tell me that somebody is not gonna wanna take advantage of that and be more successful than they already are. We want to see our, ourselves be successful and we wanna surround ourselves with successful people. So if it starts with the dentist being a great leader, if it starts with the manager, if it starts with the administrative team, everybody's gonna to wanna to emulate that because we wanna be as good as the people we work with. I love that. So what if you come up on a team that they don't have very good camaraderie? How do you create a new team culture if so they aren't getting along to begin with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I initially work with the dental team, we have a, what I call a buy-in meeting, right? So, um, and, and I, I won't bore you with all the details, but we talk about what's going on that's right in the practice and what's going on that we think we can improve. And I break them up into groups. So we have, it's a cross group. We have clinical, if they have a lab in the office, the office leaders. So it's not all the dental assistants in one group, all the administrators in one group, and they problem solve it. They come up with their own ideas. And from these massive amount of brainstorming ideas, we narrow it down to two or three things that we're going to initially work on. So they're actually very smart. We know this. Our dental teams are very smart. They can pinpoint what the problems are already, but because it's their idea, they are the ones that are going to be involved in the solution making as well. So it's a process of, of awareness and then bringing it to um, a priority listing of what's going to impact them more and their business more. And then we start working on it together, right? So um, and if I can at this point, I know you didn't ask this question, but um, I think one of the things that we're sadly missing in our dental practice is um, since COVID, I have to say, um, we have less talent 
less people. And, and again, why we should be using e-assist, right? I don't have to, I don't have to train those people. I don't have to hire them, recruit them. That's all on you at, at e-assist. You get us great people that take care of all those things. But the other big thing that I see in dental practices, and this is almost universal, is I can't get good people. And if I get somebody, they don't stay. Um, doctor, you've got to give them a reason to stay, right? You've got to give them a reason to stay. So why don't we bring a little bit more celebration into our practices? What is inhibiting us from saying you did a good job? Why are we not using Pavlov's dog experiences and saying you did great? Let me ask you to do something else. Why are we not appreciating each other? Why are we not taking really little things that are important to an individual and maximizing them so they feel great about what they just did? So I think, you know, those are the things that we really need to focus on is celebration, culture of celebration. What, what are we doing to make them want to stay? Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about that. What are we doing? I, it sounds like you're such a positive person. I bet you bring so much positive reinforcement into, into the team that it just kind of makes them want to stay. But do you have any specific things or that you do specifically to help yeah. them? celebrating Can I share just a couple of stories and and I'm not saying that this is right for every office I'm just going to preface that by saying it's not right for every office but I um I, I have a practice that is a pediatric specialty practice and um, they were having some difficulties with what we just talked about right so um I, I talked to the doctor I said I don't think that we have a clear vision of what it is that you want in your practice so at our first initial team meeting I said you know and I put her on the spot I said doctor you need to share with your team your image what is it that you're trying to achieve because if you are in the boat and you're steering it the rest of us have to have the oars in the water and we have to be following your lead to get to you where you want to be her answer to me was, and to the team, her vision for her pediatric specialty offices, she's multi-location, is I want to be the Disney world of pediatric dentistry. Well, nobody knew that. They knew they came for a job. They knew that they needed to be here at eight o'clock and they were done at five o'clock and they were going to take care of kids all day. But they never realized that she wanted to be the Disney experience. So I think that's powerful right there. Um, if I can see it, and who doesn't know about Disney, right? I know about the princesses and sure. the villains and everything else. So what we did was we made a Disney crew. So every time that I see somebody on my team doing something beyond or or whatever, we've got a grid and they get a Disney princess sticker on it. And then there's a reward at the end when they get all the way through their charting of doing exemplary work for Disney. So it's, it's starting with those little things that make them want to do it. I mean, who doesn't want to be involved in Disney every day of their week? And we don't talk about tasks anymore. We talk about experience. So when we take it out of the context that it's in and we find a way to celebrate it, um, everybody wants to do more. They want to do better. It's not they have to, they want to. So it takes a little bit of time for it to get traction. Um, it takes for us to look around and say, wow, she's doing Cinderella and she's doing, and they all got to name themselves. So we're not using their real names on the Disney crew chart. So it's fun and, and they look forward to it. Um, and these are grown women. These are adult women that are doing this, but it's just, it takes it away from the grind and the task and makes it be something that's favorable that they look forward to doing. So Within all of our teams, we can find those things. Some teams are sports oriented, some are, you know, moms. We just have to find those triggers that make our team connect, right? 
So Disney doesn't do everything by themselves, right? They have cast members and they have parades and they have plays and musicals and all those kinds of things that make the experience full and entire. So I would challenge our teams. And I know right now we're into a really um, busy time, right? Our last quarter of dentistry usually is maximizing benefits, obviously, as you know, right? The reassess. And, right. you know, making sure that we get work done before January 1st. So this might not be the time to actually initiate it, but I would ask all of the people that are listening to the podcast today to say, yeah, this is a great idea. I think this is something that we can do within our teams and not just say, yes, we can, but put a plan together to make that happen. So maybe we have a kickoff meeting in January and the doctor rolls out. This is what our celebration is going to look like in our in our office. What I would warn you about is making it be too long, you know, make it be something tangible that they can um, talk about immediately. One other practice that I have has Hersey Kisses. Every day they start with 10 kisses in their left pocket of their scrub. And they are obligated to give out the kisses throughout the day. And then they go in their right the scrub pocket. So we're looking for things that we want to see within the practice. So, you know, sometimes we have little hurdles and stumbles throughout the day and we will find what we look for. So if I find somebody not doing what they need to do to help me in my position, I will find it. But if I look for something great, I'm going to find that too. So little things like that can just make our day so much more enjoyable. Here's a kiss. Um, not only does it help us as team members and it helps our doctor, but our patients are looking at us they hear and they see. So when they see teams going at it with each other and not being respectful and not trusting in the system, they see that and it's very uncomfortable for our patients. But when I have a team member that comes up and says, thank you so much for calling that patient that was late, it really appreciated, it helped me. Um, we start to act differently. We act differently when we behave differently, right? When we feel differently. And there's science that goes along with celebration. And if we have time, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a couple of ideas um, of how that actually goes through our hormonal system and how we actually trigger those things to happen more frequently in our lives. And the things that we do in our dental practice, coincidentally, we can do at home with our husband, with our children, with our neighbors. Um, it's just human interaction to want to be around people that are positive, that are happy, that have rose-colored glasses on. Nobody wants to be involved with a frumpy situation. And, and, and who wants to go to the dentist to begin with, right? So we got to make it more enjoyable for our team, which in turn makes it more enjoyable for our patients. I love that you're, you're giving us tidbits on life coaching skills, not just dentistry coaching skills. And I feel oh. like, <laughs> which is so fun. And I think, you know, you think who doesn't want to think of Disney and be happy about Disney or even kisses, um, the positivity of, you know, what am I doing for my patients or what am I doing for my team members that is going to, you know, be like giving them a hug or a kiss or something like that. So that you're, it's just top of mind, right? You've totally it changed is. the whole thought process by incorporating something really positive into the experience. Well, and, and every team that I work with, one of the things that I say is we create where we want to live. So if you want to be antagonistic and, and not work with your team, then you're on the right path. Go ahead and do that. But if you want a harmonious relationship, you can create it, right? We can be the authors of our own story and we can emanate that throughout our entire um, team base, right? So here's a, can I one more really quick story? Yes, I've got a practice that I've worked with sure. for over 20 years. This man does not have turnover in his team. He has patient or people calling his office and sending resumes to work for him. 
Um, so it wasn't always that way, right? So initially he went through the hurdles and struggles that every new business owner makes, but he has a goal every year and it's a financial goal. This is our productivity goal. He's short of $3 million in, in his productivity for the office, but he by October, if they have hit their goal, he takes them away for a long weekend. So they leave Thursday and come back on a Sunday in February. And this year they're going to Punta Cana. So there is, I mean, so these people are, and then for months afterwards, they tell their patients about it. They're excited about it. And they just generate their enthusiasm because, and then again, Jacqueline, every practice is not going to be able to do this because of their situation, but it's something to aspire to. And maybe if it's not going away for a weekend, maybe it's a half a day off where they go and do a team building situation. There's lots of other things that we can do. We have to be creative um, and make it be something that the team wants, right? So if it's, um, if the team is, you know, money motivated, maybe it's that. If they're motivated to do, you know, a, an after hours thing together, it's that. So we have to find out from our team and survey them and say, hey, what would motivate you? What do you, what would be a great um, opportunity for us to celebrate together for the achievements that we have done to take care of our patients? So it has to, it has to fit, right? You're not going to give a, a, a three-year-old boy um, a, a, a rifle for Christmas, right? It has to fit. <laughs> Hopefully, sure, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And it's like, I mean, you spend a lot of hours in a day with your team. And I, I've been thinking about this as you've been talking. My daughter, she's been working for a pediatric dentist for several uh, years. And I will tell you, I feel like the girls that she works with, she's kind of become best friends with them because mm -hmm. they do spend after hours. They do, you know, and the dentist is really good at giving them perks for good, you know, just good behavior and He's just been really, really great to work for. And she gets raises consistently. I don't know. I don't know how dentists do it all. They're all different, right? But he- Every practice is different. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. And she loves it there. And and they don't have a hard time hiring good top-notch people. A lot of times they don't have any dental background though. They're just trying mm -hmm. to find people that fit the culture and love yes. children. Of course, yeah. that would be a number one. And then- Sure. You know, and they kind of weed themselves out if it, if they don't, you know, they weed themselves out. So that's, they do, they do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going through that, that work to find them. Right. So if we could make better selections to begin with and, you know, and, and have very, um, tangible core values, right? So just because you have dental experience does not mean that you're going to work in the environment with the culture that we have. If integrity and hard work, so so sometimes that's an exercise that we go through uh, with a doctor. What what values are your team members? Um, when you're buying a house, you know, I need a house. Well, great. Do you need four bedrooms, three bathrooms, you know, two car garage? What do you absolutely have to have? And then if it has a fireplace, great, that's perfect, but it's not necessary. So when you're hiring, we have to go back through that same thing and say, what are the core values that this person absolutely has to have in order to help with the culture and help with the celebration that we have within our team? Um, because, you know, we can get one bad person and, and we start seeing that degradation very, very quickly. So it doesn't have to be skill based. And often it isn't. It is based on core value that we can teach skill. Um, and that person is going to appreciate the fact that we are involved in their training and being mentors for them. Um, and the other thing that I love to say, and this is off the chart a little bit, is the difference between job and career. You know, I like to talk to people about things that 
a job pays the bills, right? And it doesn't matter whether you're delivering pizzas or, you know, cashiering at a grocery store, whatever that is that pays your bills. But if I'm oriented to a career and I want to elevate my learning and my mentoring and my, um, my, my, my career goals, those are the people that I want to seek as far as employees and long-term team members. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That makes yeah. total sense. Not someone that's just looking for a summer job or Right, right, you know, right. Temporary thing. You want to teach them and you want them all in from the beginning. Right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. I love it. We've talked yeah. about so many things today. We've talked about our birthday celebrations, team celebrations, team culture. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap it up today? You know, again, I think that it's important for us to have the end in sight when we're going through this process, not to go from day to day to day to day. So when we sit down with the dental team and we talk about what does that look like to you, doctor? How does that feel? Because feeling motivates us. You know, um, we, we have fact and that is that's present. We know that those things happen. But how does it feel? Um, does it feel like um, we're all working together? Does it feel like we have the patient's best interest at heart? Does it feel um, good, right? Does it feel contingent? Does it feel cooperative? Does it feel the way that we want to come in and spend our days with each other? And if it feels good, how do we celebrate that? How do we let the people that work with us and for us know that we appreciate them and give them that motivation? Um, there's there's all kinds of psychology that goes behind celebration. Why do we do it? Um, and how does it extend from, it's kind of like dropping a, um, a rock in a puddle, right? So it's not just the rock dropping in the puddle, it's the ripple effect. It's a ripple effect that we have on each other, on our doctor, on our patients, on the parents that bring our patients in, on the referrals that our patients send to us, on the Google reviews that we have. All of those things we don't look at as the time that we're dropping that rock in, but every time it ripples out, it has an effect on somebody. And our choice is to make that effect be good and celebrate it or not. And we have the possibility as individuals in a team, as leaders, as practice owners, to make it be the way that we choose for it to be rather than the way that it is. So, yeah, I think that we need to incorporate our our um, our influence to make the culture and the celebration be phenomenal. Well, that sounds amazing. I love that. I love how positive you are. I just love, I just love your positivity. Thank you for being. It's so all positive. choice, right? It's it is choice. a choice. You're it absolutely choice. right. It is a choice. It's a sometimes we have to learn that too, right? Yeah. We're all products of our environment. Some people were not raised in that area. Um, so yeah, giving us the opportunity from a leadership standpoint to know that we have that choice is really powerful, very powerful. That's amazing. Well, thank you for that. I love that, that wrap up moment. So do you have any special offers or anything that you're offering with this podcast today? Just because it's you and I have known you for a hundred years and I love you. Um, yeah, oh. I would really like to do um, a 30 minute consult with anybody that's seeing this, whether it's an office manager, whether it's a doctor owner, whether it's somebody that's struggling and just needs that push to get started, or maybe they're already at a place where they're doing well and they want to ramp it up a notch. So let's do a 30 minute consult for them. Um, I'm happy to talk to them about where they are right now, what their vision is, and maybe help them set a path for getting to where they think they need to be. That sounds perfect. Yeah, Thanks. let's do that complimentary. We won't, we won't do any charges for that. We'll talk about um, where they are and, and where they want to be. 
That's so kind of you. Well, that's, that's a very generous offer. I really appreciate that with your time. So what is the best way to get a hold of you, Teresa? So I love being in dental offices. Um, so when I'm in a practice, I am not available. So I think the best way would be I have a, um, an email address at my domain is speaker.dental, S-P-E-A-K-E-R.dental. And if they email at success at speaker.dental, it'll come to me and either myself or my partner will get in touch with them and set up a time where we can talk. And again, I know everybody's really busy right now, Jacqueline. So um, rather than just doing a limited time, let's extend it. Like, because I know there's going to be some people that are just not going to be able to, to take advantage of this right now because they're busy finishing up their year and making sure that, you know, their patients that have eligible benefits left are getting, again, we'll go back to the diversity. I remember being in adult practice and everybody waits until the 17th of December and says, hey, I need to get my benefits taken care of. So let's extend it into through the end of January that okay. we can have your people be able to take advantage of that if they choose. Call and, or email and, and request your time. We can go ahead and schedule it. But if you're not able to do it because you're trying to maximize benefits for your patients, I completely understand. So we'll make this offer valid through the end of January. That sounds great. And did you say that's to email success at speaker.dental.com? Please. No, okay. not dot com. No, it's dot dental. Dot dental is a domain name. So oh, all dental. of us in the okay. dental industry can have dot dental, right? Perfect. So not dot dental, not dot net, just dot dental, right? Success at speaker.dental. Success at speaker.dental, right? Got and it. we mean that success. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you, Teresa. It's been such a treat having you. Too. I just want to give you a big podcast hug. You're, you're invaluable in the industry. You've been here so, so long and do such a great job and make everybody see us seem so valued and so important. Jacqueline, you do such a great job. Thank you for oh, allowing me to talk with you today. So well, I'll tell you what, you are valued and I really appreciate you taking time to chat with me today. It's been an honor and so thank you for being here, everyone. If you are wanting to grow your dental business, then this is the place to be. And I hope you'll reach out to Teresa and let her help you with your team culture. That'll be amazing. So thank you again. And everyone have a great rest of your week. The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.